Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. And for the first time ever, we are joined by Tim Buck, too, our first and ever, first and only producer in the history of Talking About Balls. We are live from the Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Number 2, and we're happy to be a part of Redline Radio. Yeah, I don't know what to do myself. What do I do with my hands? Right, like, this I is such a different experience. I get it. So we've been talking about this for weeks now that we were coming to Redline. We are officially here. For those of you that have listened to us before and familiar with the show, we are talking about balls. We are a sports show, Cleveland-focused, but we will talk about anything, as you guys know. Uh, we were happy to come to Redline and bring this with us. I am Justin George. I am born and raised Parma, Ohio, a lifetime Cleveland sports fan. Uh, I love movies, TV shows, music, and of all things, sports. That's why we're doing this show. Kyle, my friend, for years, we decided let's do a sports show together. And it brought us to this, and we couldn't be happier. So, Kyle, let the world know who you are. I thought you were going to end with I love most my wife. Sorry, I was kind of confused there. I forgot I was married for a minute, if I'm being honest. Uh, So, so, um, yeah, Kyle, Price, um, we've been doing this now, what, three years? Yeah. I think we've always talked about sports since we started, like, becoming friends, like, really good friends. Yeah. And then one day we're like, why don't we just put it out there for people to listen to and and chime in with us and just make jokes. Um, I've born and raised in Ohio. I Actually, I grew up in Norwalk, which is way out yonder. Um, I pretty much was surrounded by uh, cornfields growing up, but uh, moved to Cleveland, met my beautiful wife, married to her now for 14 years, and um, we've been friends for, what, six, seven years? Yeah. Eight years, nine, I don't know. It's I don't been a long know. fucking time, but now we do this for fun, and now we're bringing our beautiful faces made for camera to... Uh, Absolutely. To the uh, Red, Red Line, Line Radio. Radio. Let's do so, it. So yeah, so Kyle and I, we go out all the time, we drink beers, we love talking sports, we figured why not let everybody listen to our conversations. Absolutely. So Welcome. Tell everybody, and we hope you enjoy it. Uh, that's all I had for the intro. I think we're good there, huh? Yeah, I think no, they can learn more as they talk to us. It's fine. We'll, we'll now we're going to get down to brass tacks. We're going to start talking about sports. And two weeks ago, basically, we had the AFC and NFC Championship games. We're going to recap those. AFC Championship game. Bengals, Chiefs. What a good game. So let me just say that there's been great playoff football since the initial wild card round, like the play-in round or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Every weekend of playoff football has been. It's amazing. come down to the last play almost. That game did not disappoint. I, at first, we I think we both had real, like we were texting each other. I said this game. It was, was a, it was a blowout. Yeah. yeah. This this game's over. Um. So I, I don't know. I just think that uh, I think the second half of that game really really brought everyone's attention. It was an amazing game. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I think the the Chiefs got a little ahead of themselves. They had an 18-point lead. It was almost halftime, and they went for it at the goal line instead of taking the three points. They tried a little trick play to get cute. Tyreek Hill got tackled. The clock ran out. They they pissed away three points. Yeah. I think that kind of turned the, tab- the tide of the entire game. The Bengals came out at halftime hot. The, the Chiefs didn't. The Chiefs only scored three points in the second half. And what do you, what do you think caused that? Are, are the Chiefs no longer the powerhouse? Was it a fluke? Because that's the second time the Bengals have had a huge comeback against the Chiefs. So I think it's just the defense at halftime just said, all right, let's get our shit together. Yeah. Um, we both agreed in multiple podcasts over the last couple of weeks that the defense for Cincinnati 
is the re- I mean, of course, Joe Burrow has been playing amazing. Right. But the defense for Cincinnati is what's kept them in these games and, and helped them win these games. Which is surprising because most of the season, their defense has been very lackluster, to say the oh, least. Oh, yeah. The first half of the season, I mean, clearly, Baker beat them. Yeah. And that's that shows how bad your defense is if he can come uh, out. Get a Baker joke in if he can look like a relevant quarterback. <laughs> so for those of you that are new to the show, we are Browns fans, die hard through and through. We think Baker Mayfield probably not the answer in Cleveland. We're ready to move on from that guy, but we'll talk about that a little more as we go down the line. But as we're talking about good quarterbacks in the AFC North, yeah. obviously Joe Burrow. I mean, year two coming off the torn ACL. Who saw this coming? Um, I mean, I didn't. I don't think they did either. No. I think their plan was to play him out behind a not great offensive line. Which is a risky move because we saw that firsthand as, as Browns fans. Tim Couch. <laughs> Tim Couch was a great quarterback. Yes. And never got him an offensive line. Behind and he got a, yeah. basically beaten out of the league. Right. And the Bengals are rolling the dice with Joe Burrow. And it's obviously they're in the Super Bowl. So they did something right. No, I think that the, the thing... The, what really project? I mean, he's played out of his mind. The offensive line is great. He's gotten sacked more times. I, I, I don't know if he's probably the most sacked quarterback. In the I think Ben Roethlisberger was, but he's gotten sacked a lot. He's gotten up from those sacks, and he doesn't. His composure doesn't fault. I mean, he just keeps going. No, I mean he was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans, right? And they won the game. And normally, when a quarterback in gets a sacked game, that many times, you, there's you have no chance. They ba- get happy feet. They, they how many times did Baker get sacked against the Steelers? Was it ten times? Nine or ten? Seven? Eight, nine, something ten, like that. Uh, and we got, we got blown out. Yeah, blown out. Didn't even stand a chance, and that's against a much lesser opponent in Pittsburgh. Right. So that just shows you the what Joe Burrow can do. Right. He can take a beating. He can keep going. He can thrive. That's what elite quarterbacks do. And that's I think that's what happened at, at a halftime. They came out the defense lockdown. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's a great quarterback. Nothing taken away from him, but the, he does do some of the same shit over and over again. Sure. You know, I mean, that over the middle uh, Kelsey connection was there all game. That yep. wasn't going away. And I think they just lived with that. They lived with the fact that they're going to give up those 10, 15 yards to Kelsey over the middle, and we're just going to we're going to roll with it. Um, but I think what they weren't um, expecting was them shutting down Tyreek in the second half. Tyreek didn't do much in the second half. They no. took the, they took the deep ball away. They got more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He made more mistakes. I think he had two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the defense showed up, and then Burrow just did what Burrow does. You know, yeah. gets the ball down the field, and, and and they end up winning. I hate it as a Browns fan. I hate it so much because it's an AFC North team. It's a team that just had a top five pick. Cincinnati's known kind of like the Browns as being the bottom feeder of the, the AFC North. Right. We're usually neck and neck for fourth place with them. We're close to third and fourth. They've turned it around in two years. They got their franchise quarterback, fifth overall pick. They took a, took, they rolled the dice with uh, Jamar Chase. You know where I was on that. I, I said they should have taken an offensive line, we, and I think everybody I think else thought we that. We both cheered it when they we were at the draft. Yeah, and we both and were I was like, oh, ecstatic. great pick because he can't he can't play left tackle, so I'm all for it. Yeah, and now they're going to the Super Bowl, and we talked about this on our last episode, but our first time here at Redline, fuck Browns fans that are rooting for the Bengals. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there right away. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you might want to call the governor because he. Literally made Sunday since I already tweeted day. him and said, "Go fuck yourself." He he gets it too. Everybody gets it. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I mean, it makes no sense to me. It, it, to me, Cincinnati is further away than Pittsburgh. Right. So, just speaking of of the where the locations are, Pittsburgh would be a team to root for if you're a Cleveland fan. Then right. But it, it's because it's Ohio. Even well, though it's basically it's it's Kentucky. Let's be honest. Well, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is, is Kentucky. Kentucky basically. Yeah. yeah. So we should be rooting for you know. The I don't understand Steelers. it. It's an AFC North team. It's a rival. How can you root for them? Yeah, and it, is it is it the bitterness of OBJ? Uh, Do people I, hate OBJ that much because he didn't succeed with a shitty quarterback in Baker Mayfield that they're willing to root for the Bengals? 
That's, that baffles me. So I think it's more so the fact that we're just um, Ohio against the world, I guess. That's the mentality. Cleveland against the world. Well, and that's, that's what people are taking on is they want to yeah. uh, just cheer for anything in Ohio. That's like um, everyone who uh, lives in Cleveland that did not you know, go to Ohio State. We're all, we're all Buckeyes fans. And then when Cincinnati was going deep in the playoffs, guess what? We were all Bearcat fans for some reason. Mm, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't either. But I didn't give I mean, a fuck but about that. But that was the mindset <laughs> of people. It's like Ohio against everyone else. So yeah. we need to. Which which for college sports, when you didn't go to that school, you have no dog in the fight. You're right. just a fan. That's fine. That totally makes sense. Professional sports, though, there is a loyalty to your team. You would think. Especially against the division opponent. Right. I, I, I can't bring myself no. to root for the Bengals. No, I can't do it. the Bengals. I, mean, I hate him. I, I'm, I'm happy for individuals on that team, like Joe Burrow, amazing quarterback. Oh, fuck him, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's still nice to see a quarterback who's good at his job do good things. I'm jealous. But so he's a, he's a great player for that, but I'm not rooting for Joe Burrow. Yeah, no. To me, he is, I hate to say this, he is a an Ohio-born kid. Right. He was a first-round pick, drafted in the division, Ben Roethlisberger again, all over again. We have another guy that's going to be there for 10-plus years, kicking our ass right. on Sundays, sure. winning games, going to Super Bowls, doing shit like that. Uh, the AFC North is just tough for the next yeah. couple of years. I and, mean, Except for us, unless we get a quarterback. <laughs> well, I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do, though. That's a whole other conversation. But, I if mean, they get Aaron Rodgers, I might just retire from watching football, I think. So that, that might be that might be how, how things happen with me. Hey, Sean Boyd uh, said uh, Faker Mayfield is a burn. <laughs> I love uh, it. That, we've been very anti-Baker for a long time. Yeah. Sean, fan of the show already. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, Chipper said uh, Baker got sacked nine and a half times against the Steelers. But who's counting? Right. Uh, they, actually, if, you, if you're if you quiet, you can hear him get sacked again. It just they haven't stopped. <laughs> uh, Sean Boyd said exactly. Fuck that. Uh, can't root for them. Absolutely. As in the, uh, as in the, the Bengals. Um, oh, and then uh, Sean the Boyd said, no, just the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah okay, you can I see mean, him over there. Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just, you know, it's, it's I don't know. I don't get the mentality. I'm not rooting for Cincinnati. Because no. you think about it, here, here's a whole different dynamic, not to drag this on anymore, but let's say the Bengals do win on Sunday. We have to fucking listen to that shit yeah. the entire all next year, every we and they play come them into twice. our they come into yeah. our home field. Now we're going to hear those damn Bengals fans. Oh, we went to Super Bowl we won. Every broadcast will be the Browns are taking on the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals the last year Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. champions exactly. And for me, I'm 32 years old. I've been watching football most of my life. I started in the late 90s. Right. I've watched the Steelers and the Ravens win so many fucking Super Bowls. It makes me sick. I don't want another team in the North to win one. Yep. I can't stomach it. We're not good enough for that. Sorry. No, the Browns haven't even come close. So but we had we had one playoff win and Browns fans went ballistic. Oh no, that was it. We 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 crowned so many people on that team. We crowned the quarterback as the end all be all. And oh, he was Lord and Savior Baker Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and, and then from there it's it's all been downhill this year. Yeah. I mean, I almost think the lights got a little too bright for that team. They weren't able to to, to live up to the expectations, whereas you have a team like the Bengals who are under the radar. You, you you do the show with me every week. I picked against the Bengals in all but one week of the playoffs because I thought there's no way this team can actually win. Right. They're not legit. Right. Here they are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I have egg on my face. I mean, back to the, just back to that game, it was, I mean, the, the Kansas City beat themselves in the second half. Yep. It gave Cincinnati the chance to get back in. I mean, you blow an 18-point lead in the playoffs. What do you expect? Who, who, but honestly, when it went to overtime, who just saw this coming? Like, who who assumed it was going to be when, Kansas City? I think the Chiefs won the toss, so I thought, okay, I'm relieved. Chiefs are going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. 
And no, they had. To, they, I think Patrick Holmes threw that interception. Yeah, it bounced off. I think the one cornerback tipped it up, and the other yep. guy came down with it, and that, that's all. And that was it. So. Game over. But that, again, hell of a game. Yeah. Um, it, it's it was a great game to watch on TV. I, I enjoy great football, and I don't care who's involved. Moving on to the NFC, we had the Rams and the Niners meeting for the third time this year. The Niners were two and zero against the Rams going into that game. A lot of people thought that they were going to go three and zero. I, on the other hand, did not. I, I went in, I, I was very high on the Rams for this entire postseason. I've been very high on them. And it was, a, it was a tight one, a little tighter than I was hoping for, but a win's a win. It Jimmy would, G did what Jimmy G does, costly interception at the end of the game. I think the game was over at that point. They had no chance, but that was such a bad play. He looked like Brandon Whedon. I mean, he basically flipped that thing over his head. Yeah, when they slowed it down and replayed it over a couple times, it was ugly. It was, I don't know why he get, tried to. I know I, I can't. I know why he tried to get yeah. rid of it. You're in the playoffs. Your season's on the line. He knew that there's. He can't take a sack. He right. has to get rid of the ball. So you have to make a desperate move. And it was just so damn ugly. Just unfortunate the other guy was on the other end of that ball to do what he did with it. But um, you know, it was a, again another great game. Still mm-hmm. with the same motto. Close. Great game. Twenty seventeen games. Uh, Jimmy G did keep. San Francisco in the game the first three quarters. I mean, he what did he does. what he does. Game he managed the game correctly. Um, but who had a great game on the other uh, on the other side? Um, the receiver. What's that guy? He used to play for. I forgot his name. The, I'm very familiar with his dad. He played with the Giants. And, yeah. And then he got traded. To what is it? Uh, David Beckham. Yes, Beckham. That's Bend it. it like Bend Beckham. Like Beckham. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh no, yeah. Odell, by the way, had another amazing game. I think he had like eight, nine catches for like a hundred some yards that game. Yeah, dominated. Um, Crazy. What happens when, when? Just throw it to him, right? That's it. Just throw that's it. All to you him? have to do. Fuck he it, was just throw it out. He was yeah. so open. I mean, it, 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 mind-boggling to me. So you have that game. I mean, the Rams won. It was you know an ugly game. It was it was a gritty. That's that's how the uh, NFC West is. It's right. it's defense. It's it's tough. It's kind of like the AFC North. So I think this could be a really good matchup. We'll talk about the Super Bowl at the end of the game, but. Rams with the win, Odell Beckham going to the Super Bowl. It, it's funny to me that there are so many fans that are torn because they're so anti-Odell right. because he played for the Browns and, right. and wasn't good that they're almost willing to root for the Bengals, and I, I, I find that crazy right. because I don't know if you saw, I was listening to a show this week, uh, Jarvis Landry interrupted in a Zoom call. I did see it, something, a tweet. I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't watch the video. Okay, so Jarvis Landry came on a Zoom call with Odell Beckham Jr. doing his interview for the Super Bowl. And he, you know, it was really weird. I mean, it got uncomfortable at sometimes. He called him, he said something like, you make me a better lover. Odell said that to Landry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I swear to God. And uh, so he, he's like, you make me a better man. Wait, You've ma- oh, man. Odell said that to Jarvis? Yeah. He said, you've made me a, a better person. Man. He's like, besides my father, you're the most influential person in my life. He's like, you made me a better lover. Oh, and I'm like, wait, theory. what? <laughs> Jarvis is the one that put the tape out then. It's possible. <laughs> we might see a Jarvis tape in the offseason to get him cut because I think, I think that's coming. But so he did all that, and on, on, the, on the show they were saying that it, it it pissed them all off. They hate seeing Landry supporting Odell oh Beckham. God. He should be focused on the Browns. Right? I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, you're man, not allowed to have friends. He's his best friend. I yeah. mean, those guys have been friends since college. You Correct. Know? They they grew up. I think playing, before that even was it before that? I mean, but I they thought. were close LSU. They got mm-hmm. drafted. They they've been best friends ever since. He comes to the Browns. He's ecstatic over the moon. Doesn't work out. But best friends are best friends. No matter who you play right. for. You're still good friends. I mean, granted, you make me a better lover is a very weird comment. Hey, we don't judge at talking about balls. Whatever we you have judge. to do. We don't judge. I'd be more interested in digging deeper into Odell. He was talking about his balls. <laughs> yeah, he was. O- Odell from... has had some question marks in his career, and no, no, that no, didn't no. help. He's had skid marks in his career, because doesn't he like getting shit on the chest or something? That was allegedly. Oh, there's no oh, okay. innocent until proven guilty. I see. All right, cool. All right. So, yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> the Odell thing, I, I think it, it's weird that Browns fans can't get over it. Well, I'll be honest. I have no dog in this fight whatsoever, but I think it's going to be a great football game. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Not, I mean, I I have a pick of who's going to win because we're making picks, but I don't I don't truly I'm not rooting like all for you know the Rams or whatever for the Bengals. I mean, I don't want the Bengals to win, but I don't care either way. But I, I do want to see a great football game though. Right. No, I'm with you. I think I think we're in, we're in in good shape for a couple of good teams. I just again I hate seeing the the Bengals. If it was Chiefs and Rams, I was so excited I can just sit back and watch case a beer, yeah. watch football, not give a fuck about so who now wins. Now you're just openly against the Bengals. You're just like you know, I have to. I'm fuck it. I'm 100. Yep. I thought about overnighting a Rams jersey from China just to wear it specifically for Sunday. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was honestly thinking about it. No, it's going to be stuck in like a, like a container. It wouldn't make it so. in time, and then it would show up. The Bengals will win. I'll just be pissed off. I'd and end up burning it or something. It. Yeah, it would have been a waste of thirty. We don't burn jerseys in Cleveland, man. We don't do that. I don't burn Cleveland jerseys. I'm not that big of an idiot. If I buy it from China, though, it's it's a fire starter. What do I care for twenty bucks? Barbecue some chicken on it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's how, I, that's how I keep warm in the winter, by, like, burn jerseys. <laughs> all right, sticking with the NFL. I'm sure all of you out there in, in, in the world have seen Brian Flores, potentially the Colin Kaepernick of head coaches. He is putting himself on the line. He is suing the NFL, uh, claiming racism, that black coaches aren't getting hired, that he went to Denver, and John Elway basically slept through the interview and he knew it was a sham. Uh, he was texted in advance from Bill Belichick, who thought he was a different Brian, and said, congratulations on the job. I mean, in defense Before of, he had even interviewed. In defense of Bill, he is an old dude. So he, in, in, he's probably going through the jitterbug, and he's like, wait a minute, hold on. Yep, yep, there it is, Mike. In defense okay. of Bill, what I like about it, what really helps him is, A, this could potentially fuck the Dolphins. Yep. They might have to sell the team. They're going to get penalized for tanking. A division rival for the Patriots, for those of you watching at home. Do you think it was all just planned? The New York Giants, he used to work for, and I heard he has bad blood with them. He <laughs> threw them under the bus with the Brian Dayball thing. Do you think it's just a mastermind plan that he did it on purpose? You don't win that many Super Bowls by being an idiot. That dude's out there playing chess. Man, first heard it, heard it tonight, both folks. I'm calling Conspiracy it. Conspiracy theory. Bill Belichick Dang. did that on purpose. I am sticking to that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> that's I didn't even think about it that way, but that's yeah. I mean that's true. I mean that's he does. I mean he's really going to fuck the because uh, when those texts leaked, all anybody said was, "Oh, Bill Belichick looks like an idiot." And then when I sat back and looked at it, I'm like, "No, he's fucking those other teams. They look terrible." He just goes, "Oh, sorry, I'm an old man. Oops, I don't know how to text." Wrong Brian. Sorry. <laughs> he came out unscathed. I think it was a. I think it was a premeditated move by Bill Belichick to do this, and look at what it's turned into. He's just moving the chess pieces on the board right now. He just he had a little snowflake, and it just happened to hit the top of the avalanche and start it all. So, so you see, right after this this whole lawsuit, uh, obviously the NFL reacted. You know, they put out. I think Goodell put out this whole like memo of like, you know, we really care about you know. Well, the, initially the they came out and said that there were no there was no merit to anything that right. they said. But then they they, they denied immediately. But they backtracked it and they yeah. put out the memo and says, you know, we we do our best to put these names in front of uh, the teams and blah 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 blah. Um, and then right after that memo hit, you see who was hired quickly. Um, Texas uh, promoted Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Yep. And then. Uh, the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. <laughs> so it was like boom, boom. Who is? I think his dad's black. So he's correct. He's. I guess he fits. It checks a box. It checks the demographic. So so that was quick. That was quick to react. And it's ironic that it's the Dolphins. So they they fire Flores, who's saying the NFL is racist. Right. And they go, we're not we're not racist. Look, we got we got a half black coach now. So it's it's fine. <laughs> Does this count for anything? Yeah. Doesn't this 
All all sins abolished. That's yeah. fine. My <laughs> sister's brother cousin is black. Yeah, exactly. That's all they need. <laughs> Everything works. Don't look at us. We're good to go. Yeah, we're fine. So I've got two two questions for you. So I, I put some thought into this. So mm-hmm. as an owner of a team, mm-hmm. is it not your right to hire whoever the fuck you want to? So let me, let me finish first. So as, okay. as an owner of a team, you can hire whoever you want to. So with the Giants, I'm going to use the Giants because that's the big one right now. Is it not fair to say that at the end of the season, the Giants knew who they wanted? They wanted Brian Dayball. They wanted him. They didn't want anybody else. They knew they wanted him. Yeah. But because they have to interview. Yes, the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule. They have to do it by following policy. So they knew ahead of time that they knew they were going to hire this guy anyways, and they're just doing going through the motions. Isn't it that their right to do? Yes, 100%. But the issue more so is looking around the rest of the league, not sure. just the Giants. Okay, so the Giants... Their, their previous coach was Joe Judge, right. who was a fucking disaster. Yeah, he was agreed. terrible. He set the franchise back. When you look at a guy like that, before before him it was Ben McAdoo in, in New York. Huh. A disaster. Great coach. Great coach. Before him, I think, wasn't Pat Shermer the coach for a year? He did great things for us, too. He was terrible. So that's more so the teams are, or the, the minorities are looking and going, you are hiring these shit coaches that right. have horrible track records. Sure. There's no way you can justify and say... This guy's better than me at this job. Right. There's no way. No, and there's I, other there's other coordinators, not just to stick on Brian Flores, sure. but if you look around the league, you have Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. You have Pep Hamilton, who's a brilliant offensive coordinator. You have these guys that get overlooked for head coaching jobs by guys that get fired in a year or two because they suck. Sure. How do you justify that? That's the issue that Brian Flores has. I completely agree with that. I'm just my, my whole thought process behind is that it's it's the, they can hire whoever they want to. You know, yeah. if if they they are set on somebody in their mind that they that he checks the boxes of what they want their team to be, they they want him, they would bring him in. I get I get what you're saying. I completely mm-hmm. agree that there's not enough of of minority hiring in the NFL. Completely agree with that. Um, but I'm just saying that as, not saying defense of the Giants, but as an owner of a team, you can hire who you want to. There has to be a, an overall change to this. Just don't make it a Rooney rule, like, oh, you have to interview I, three or four minorities. There has to be a different way of doing this. Yeah, they shouldn't have gone public with it to make it so known that you have to interview a minority before you hire, because right. that, that, that it does look bad. Right. Then it, Absolutely. Like the Brian Flores situation when Bill's like, hey, congrats on the job. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I interview tomorrow, but thank you. <laughs> and then he goes, whoops, wrong Brian. So... When you do something like that, it does look really bad sure. for the Giants because then they go, well, you only flew in Brian Flores to wine and dine him just to, to fit this box. Right. That's a rule. You have to do it. But on the other side, though, you look at Brian Flores, brilliant coach, one of the best coaches in my opinion. I, I, will, I think he's a great I, coach. I don't understand to this day how they, they fired that man. And even then, that's okay that he got fired. That happens. He's still unemployed. Yeah. So are teams really going to not hire this guy because he's suing because he sees racial inequality? Well, you mentioned a name before we started this topic. Colin Kaepernick. Ka- Kaepernick. Yeah, he's, he's, he, I he honestly, risked his entire career and could potentially be blacklisted from the absolutely. NFL at this point. I, I feel this is unfortunately going to take that same path. Yeah. Um, he's he's risking his entire career. He's putting it out there on the line just to try to get the better of, to make it better for everybody else, which yep. is unfortunate because he's a hell of a coach. You, absolutely. you take that Miami team with the quarterback that you were given and you turn it around and you win those games and you perform the way you are. Your defense was, I mean, Miami's defense... I mean, I picked them up in uh, fantasy the end, middle of last year. They were doing good things for me. They were playing to the coaches, uh, what the coach's ability was, and he was coaching them to be better players. And then, and you just fire them. So, the, okay, here's the other question. Do you believe what he's saying about Miami? Do you think he's being offered money to lose? Yeah, absolutely, because it's already come out that uh, there were witnesses. Yeah. So it can't just be his word against the, the owner, Stephen yeah. Ross. This is literally 
there were witnesses well, there that are going to... I've seen the gonna, text from Bill so far, so I would assume there's more to come. Yeah, so there was somebody that there's... From what I read is that Flores said there were people in the room that saw it. So it will be confirmed by Can't other people wait. or else Stephen Ross is going to pay them off to keep their mouth shut. Release, we'll see what happens Release the that. documents. But yeah, as you said with uh, uh, with Brian Flores, they were 0-6 to start the season. Yeah. Looked terrible. I remember talking on the show with you a couple of weeks into the season. I said, is this guy going to get fired? He's a great coach. Is he right. really, how did he fuck this up? And then he went on like an eight-game win streak, and he was—he almost made the playoffs. They were a game away from making the playoffs. Yeah. It's insane to start zero six and still have a chance to compete. That's just great coaching. And we're—we're and we're not. I mean, we've—we've we've made jokes about Tua. I mean, Tua kind of is a joke, I guess. He's not a great quarterback. Yeah, he gets the job done, but that—that's the—that's the coach right there. That's the coach willing his team to victory, calling the right plays, fitting the right schemes, um, managing to what he's given on the field, um, and and look what he did with it. You know, and then he's fired. So, yeah, I, I don't get that. I hope he gets a job. I hope he doesn't burn his career. I hope somebody steps up and says, you know what, fuck everyone. I want this guy on my team. Is, yeah. there, is there any NFL team right now that does not have a coach? Yeah, we, I think there's still the an Saints. Opening? I don't think the Saints have hired anybody yet, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe pretty good fit there, but that's a sinking ship. I wouldn't but, jump but on that. What's going to make his, his lawsuit look even better is, is what I was saying. If you look at the guys that get hired above oh, over him, right. and you go, why the hell would they hire him? I had, to, I had to Google this guy because I couldn't remember how to say his name. It is Matt Eberflus. Oh. From the Bears. What? Have you ever even heard of him before? He comes from the great Everfoss clan of, yeah. I have no fucking idea They have a rich is. history. So he was the Colts defensive coordinator for the last three years. But he's a guy that, do you really want to hire him over Brian Flores? I mean, is Miami trying to go, I mean, who, who you got? Chicago's really Chicago. going Chicago. defense? I mean, yes. He doesn't coach. Flores would have been a great hire for Chicago. For, you have for Justin Fields. Fields, rookie quarterback, and you're going to hire a defensive-minded head coach yeah. for a rookie quarterback. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brian Flores is a defensive-minded coach as well. Sure. But you saw what he could do with a young quarterback who was raw, who needed a lot of coaching with Tua, and they go, nah, fuck him. We don't need him. Yeah. I'd we'll hire this guy that nobody's ever heard of, and we'll fire so him you're in right. two years. So every person that gets hired in front of them, it just adds more to the It, it really does. It makes them look bad. You, you look so at some of these coaches. So he's going to sit back this year, let it all kind of unfold, do what he has to do. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think if somebody's I think smart, he's got a strong case. I think he legitimately could, could win a lawsuit here that's going to give him enough money and notoriety to where he might never have to coach again. Right. How about uh, how about Hugh Jackson though? Speaking of minority coaches, <laughs> he uh, he decided to throw his name into the mix of the Brian Flores thing, and he tried to throw the Browns under the bus and said that the, he was offered money to lose. And then he quickly rebuttaled and said, "Well, no, 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 I wasn't offered money to lose. They just told me they had a five-year plan, and they weren't worried about winning until a few years in." I've Which never seen suck. somebody backtrack. Stevie so Wonder saw that because he knew <laughs> what the fucking plan was. <laughs> He knew that we were there to lose. When you trade all your veteran players, you cut your veteran players. Right. Remember, we cut Joe Hayden. We cut oh, so yeah. many good players. We traded draft picks. What, we acquired what, what assets. What did he think we were trying to do? Right. He really thought that they drafted Deshaun Kaiser to try to win a Super Bowl? Is he out of his fucking mind? Hey, hey. Deshaun Kaiser. Great college. Mm, agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> Notre Dame, a bunch of losers. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Dennis Allen did get hired by the Saints. Thank you, Adam. So there are there any vacancies left? Maybe not. I think that's it. So case made. He sits back and does what he has to he do. He is. Uh, looks like he's unemployed for the year 2022. Cowboys job would be open next year, though. At the end of next it, year. No, it won't. Sean Payton's taking that. Oh, that's true. He's going to slide his foot right in that door. That's the uh, another conspiracy theory is that Sean Payton's going to sit this year out, do a little TV work, and he'll be the Dallas head coach next year. I like it. That's possible. But yeah, so Hugh Jackson came out, threw the Browns under the bus. I love Jimmy Haslam's 
comment back? Did you see it? Oh yeah, so he he interviewed with some guy down in Kentucky, I think, was mm -hmm. it? Yeah, and yeah, or Tennessee, wherever the hell. I, fuck, I don't know. He picked some random dude on a dartboard and said, "I'll interview with you." I don't know who the hell he was. I don't know. Probably um, somebody that he owes a rebate to. But yeah, no, he pretty much came on to slap the shit out of him. I mean, yeah, I, he I, said, I loved it. He said Hugh Jackson has never taken blame for anything that Hugh Jackson's done. Yeah, I've tried to help this guy over the last yep. how many years be a better coach and help him succeed, and he's never once taken the blame for anything that happened in Cleveland. It's just the backhand slap that uh, Hugh needed. But I'm more interested in this lawyer for Hugh Jackson that came out and said, "Oh, we've got, we've got, we've got papers, we've got messages, we've got it. Where, where'd that go?" Yeah, uh, Hugh Jackson actually signed an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement with the Browns, so he can't go out and sell any of their info. Which I don't think that there was anything shady behind the scenes, but they do make you sign an NDA just so you can't go out and write a tell-all book is or there something any, like that. Isn't there a book coming? I thought he's writing a book too. He's been promoting a book for about, I think. He started promoting this book the last time the Browns were good. Is it How to Take Correct Dunks ago. in Lake Erie? Is that the book? Is he titling it? Then? No, he's he's not. He has an expert. He's oh. not mastered that yet. He's oh, still learning. He is very awkward getting in the lake. Everything he does is awkward. Yeah, that's true. He, his press conferences were terrible. He standing on the sideline. He looked uncomfortable. I mean, we did get a great Hard Knocks episode out of him, though. That season was great. That actually was pretty entertaining, and that's when Baker was at his best. That's because Baker had never taken a professional snap. Boom. And then all downhill from there. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you, I saw Mike commented earlier and said the Cavs dominated tonight. Yes, they did. And that's with the help of Chris Levert. Chris, I'm sorry. Chris, Chris Levert. I always just, it slides off the tongue as Chris. I don't know why. But the Cavs traded for Chris Levert. For those of you that aren't familiar with him, he was on the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. He is a 6'6 guard from Michigan, hometown, Columbus, Boo. Ohio. Oh, and basketball, said, who gives a shit? I said Michigan, sorry. Well, he was from Columbus. Oh, well, why'd he go to Michigan then? Uh, uh -huh. That's true. That's actually a pretty good basketball school, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, first off, I we talked about him, them getting him. Weeks I, ago. I mean, this has been a rumor for a long time. We were very nervous that the Cavs were going to rip apart the core or give somebody up that we didn't want them to give up to get him. And they didn't give anything up, really. I mean, right. they gave picks, but they, I mean, nothing. They gave up Rubio's expiring contract. So I've got it right here. So it was Ricky Rubio's expiring contract, which we knew that was off the, gonna, they were going to trade that. It was a 2022 protected first-round pick. So if for some That's reason, great. if for some reason everybody on the team gets hurt, we don't make the playoffs. If it's a lottery pick, it will be protected. So it's still ours, which is okay. 2022 Houston Rockets second-round pick, which they suck. So that pick could be early 30s. Essentially, it's like a late first-round pick. Right. But you suck. Damn right. Thank you, Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 2027 Utah second-round pick, which. Nothing. I'll probably be dead by 2027, let's be honest. So I'm not worried about draft picks oh, then. you're giving yourself that long. I thought you were like 2025 you were checking out. I didn't think I'd make it to 25, so we'll see what happens. Okay, all right. And then Cleveland in return, obviously we got Chris Levert, and we got uh, a 2022 second-round pick. Yeah, this is a hell of a trade for us. Uh, I don't think – when's the trade deadline? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I don't think the Cavs are done. I think they might be – No, some... there's some rumors that they're looking for some guard help. Dennis yeah. Schroeder um, – I saw us linked Did to... Did you see the, the the TT rumor today? Yeah, Tristan Thompson's not coming back to Cleveland. There's no way it helps. I heard about that. I don't know. I was, I no got, way. Please got, don't. He's got fertile woman in Cleveland he has to get with still, man. That guy puts a baby in everybody he sees. He does. He loves Funny. cheating on Chloe. That's, he's better at cheating on Chloe than he is basketball. I will I, probably agree with that. 
which is saying something because he's okay at basketball. He's not bad. But this is a hell of a trade for the Cavs. It gives them the um, the scoring ability that we're missing with Rubio. Yeah. Um, he's not as great as a passer as Rubio was. His defense isn't as great as Rubio's was. But No, but he's, he's a wing guy. We absolutely. needed a wing scorer. That, that kind of solidifies the position that we were kind of lacking in. Yeah, our, um, our number we'll one Rondo, option, don't we? We, yeah. do, we do have Rondo. He does tend to play sometimes. Yeah, Rondo shows up when he wants to. He uh, he's he's a grizzled veteran. He's been around the block a couple of times, so they are looking to give him a little bit of help too. Because I mean, with with Levert, Levert's going to play a lot of two and three because he's a big wing guy, six six. He yeah. play, you know, he's he's a slasher scorer. Um, so we do need a little bit of point guard help, somebody that can, can control the ball. Because right now we're going with guys like Brandon Goodwin, you know, people that we've literally signed off the streets. Right. So they they want a little help there, but for me. I'm not really into the Dennis Schroeder idea just because I've heard nothing but bad things of him as a teammate. Sure. Heard he's a bad locker room guy, and this team is so much fun. The thought of him not buying in and kind of bringing down the mood, I don't like that. I don't want to fuck with this chemistry with somebody that's a potential issue. And that's the thing about Levert. He's, he is a guy that fits into this yeah. team. He, he buys in. And he's, he's, I mean, I get it. We already talked about the Cincinnati not <clears throat> being local thing, so I'm not going to say Columbus is local. But in terms of basketball, there's no other teams near him. So he's a Columbus kid, probably was a Cavs fan growing up, I would think. Right. At least, you know, knew about the Cavs. So it's cool that he got to come back and play for them. So we have him this year and next year. Yes. Are we going to, I would assume we extend him, right? I mean, see how he does the rest yeah. of the year? I mean, the NBA is really set up for you to keep who you already have. So I think that they'll, they'll more than Dan Gilbert loves to spend money, let's be honest. So yeah. he'll, he'll go over the sal- the luxury tax and they'll probably keep him. We're going to have to give Garland a max contract within a year or two. I mean, Evan Mobley down the line, we're going to have to give him a contract. So we're going to be really strapped for cash if we keep all this, all these core players. So with him coming in, the question is there of where, where and what happens to Sexton? I don't think Sexton's going to be on this team next year, unfortunately. I think he... Do you think he gets moved tomorrow? Do you think he is part of a trade bait or a trade, a trade scenario tomorrow? Or do we keep him and then he just, he's done? They're not going to let him go for nothing. There's no way you let a 26-year-old so guard... To, to trade him tomorrow, maybe. Yes and no. You want him to be healthy, you could do a sign and trade. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what we did with LeBron in 2010. So you, you give him the contract, some team's going to take it, and you get some stuff back. So I could see them doing that. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we got a comment here. Chipper said, "Bring back Delhi." Uh, is there a way to block Chipper for comments like that? I I do not like Della Vadova, so we don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, he's banned from this show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed no, he... not not Chipper. Sorry, no. Chipper's not a friend of the show, but Delhi's not talked oh, on this show. I thought we were banning Chipper. You had me all excited. <laughs> I did see. Your I was nipple. like, "Wow, your, nipple, your nipples got really you hard." You said that of all people. <laughs> like you took the words right out of my mouth. I would not ban Chipper. He'll he'll do it to himself eventually. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Darius Garland, congratulations, first All-Star game in Cleveland. How exciting is that? Very exciting. Yeah, round of applause for him. I love it. Uh, it's great, but at the same time, I think Jared Allen deserved it. He got fucked. He, he got snubbed. I mean, when they did the uh, the commissioner exemption pick, and it was LaMelo Ball, I get it. LaMelo Ball is going to put asses in the seats. Jared Allen, not so much in an All-Star game. He puts balls through the... Hoop, though. I mean, he puts balls in the front row when he blocks people too. I love that. Yeah, I love his defense. He's a hell of a basketball player. He deserved to make the All Star team. I think just because of the the way he's progressed as a player, he signed a hundred something million dollar contract and got better. That doesn't happen a lot. A lot of times, right. guys sign these huge contracts and they take it easy. He got this huge contract and has just gone out there and showed. Let's give it up for Kobe Altman. I, I earned mean, it. These, these trades that he made for him, and I mean, we've basically turned two first round picks into Jared Allen and who's the other? Was it was Levert? Are we? Because we took those picks, uh, Lori Mark, and then we oh, got right. yeah. But I mean, he's turned those those picks, extra picks we got into 
Yeah, Markinen we got Big with the, we did like a three team trade. We got rid of Larry Nance, got Laurie Markinen. Uh, we've turned picks around from to get Jared Allen to now get Chris Levert. Yeah, I mean he's he's done great stuff. And, and, and you we, and I both were we anti. Were, yeah, we were like get the well, get him out of here. It was kind of like Kyle and I, and me especially. I'll, I'll be very honest. I hate losing. When my sports teams lose, and I'm a Cleveland fan, so it happens a lot. I've never seen you get upset about losing before. I fucking hate losing. I don't even celebrate wins that much, but I get really pissed when we lose. Wins, I'm like, okay, good, you did your job. When, when you lose, oh, it ruins my day. So the Cavs were so bad. I went from watching the team in the finals for four straight years with LeBron to being a bottom feeder to maybe winning 20 games a year. We were an embarrassment. We got blown out. We had nothing to look forward to. I hated it. Well, I hate we, losing. Our first our first episode, right, when the NBA season started this year, I think we both said maybe eighth seed. Maybe eighth seed. <laughs> because last year, if you guys remember, the Cavs started off, they were like, what, they were like 15 and 10 or oh, something yeah. like we, that. We all bought in. We're like, oh, shit, or here they, we go. They were, they were fluttering around 500 to start the season off, and I got hooked. I was the first one to say, oh, they're making the playoffs. This team's legit. They're a sixth seed, a seventh seed, whatever. Right. And then they, they, the wheels fell off. They sucked, and they finished with the lottery pick, and we luckily got Evan Mobley, so I'm glad we didn't make the playoffs last year. Right. So, you know, shame on me for are, expecting too much. So let's let's reevaluate the uh, predictions. I mean, just throwing it out there quickly. What yeah. seed do they – what do you have them in right now? Where do you think they finish? Uh, well, with the Kevin Durant injuries, I think that's going to keep Brooklyn out of the top spot um, and not even be a competition for us in the top four. I could kind of see us being probably the three to four seed. I don't know if we're going to have the. I just think Chicago is a really good team. Chicago is going to stay up in the top. You have Milwaukee. You have Philadelphia. You have all these teams that I think are just veterans that are going to know how to, to end the season on a good stretch right. to get that home court advantage. So I think the Cavs are going to kind of struggle a little bit. Um, I'm hoping the All Star break doesn't kind of cool them down, even though they've been consistent all year. It's not like they're just hot right now, but I'm hoping that the All Star break doesn't kind of you know screw them up a little bit. I don't think it will. I think they're very well coached. J.B. Bickerstaff should be coach of the year. I saw a comment, Kevin Love, sixth man of the year. I agree with that as well. Um, a lot of awards to be given out to the Cavaliers this year. And I think getting the fourth seed is very realistic. It's something to aim for. I don't want them anywhere outside of the fourth seed because I don't want to be playing Brooklyn or Milwaukee or, you know, them in the first round. I think if I want to I, be I playing. Actually, see, hear me out. Oh, okay. I want to play in Brooklyn. <clears throat> I oh, want yeah, Brooklyn Ky- to have Kyrie. the home court because Kyrie can't play. Yeah, if they don't change true. the vaccine mandate, he can't play, so that's better right. for us. I mean, I, I know we can beat them. I just don't know if we can beat them in a seven-game series. With I, If Kyrie's not in four of them, I really like our chances. Right. Well, I, I understand that, too. I just I would rather see them finish in the top four. Yeah. That gives us a nice chance to get out of the first I round. I mean, at this point, though, I don't want to look too far ahead, but Brooklyn might have to be in the play-in game. Or the play-in tournament, well, where, I mean. Where are they? Well, Brooklyn? Yeah. Where are they at right now? They're the eighth seed right now. Are you serious? They're on a nine-game losing streak. streak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Durant's out. Everybody's hurt. They suck. And where are we at with the uh, potential Harden trade? Last I heard today is Ben Simmons for James Harden and some other pieces from Philadelphia. Why? Uh, I'm sorry. So Brooklyn countered and wants more than just Ben Simmons. I think Simmons. they listed, like, the encyclopedia of players. It was, off, it off. Was nobody too great. I mean, Seth Curry is probably the best player that was included in that, which is a really good shooter for Philadelphia. Right. But you're getting James Harden, who's also a very good shooter. So... That's it, but Brooklyn countered. Brooklyn wants a little bit too much than Philly's willing to give up. Philly's been very strange with how much they wanted to get rid of or what they wanted in return for Ben Simmons. They have a much higher price on Ben Simmons than anybody else in the league. Right. So it's almost like they don't really want to trade him because they're being unrealistic. They're dangling him for offers, but they're not going to do anything with him. Exactly. They're teasing everybody. It's like, oh, you can have him. You just have to give up everything, (laughs) and nobody's willing to do that. So congratulations to them. Uh, While we're on the topic of the NBA, can you give me slide number two, Tim? 
So, he pooped the bed on Celebrity Big Brother. That makes Odom the first retired NBA player in history to record a double dribble off the court. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of that last night. I had to get that out there. But, yeah, Lamar Odom literally shit the bed on Celebrity Big Brother. I mean, was it, like, just, like, a little, like, uh... They don't show it, obviously. It's on, like, CBS or whatever. Right. They just show him in the shower... And he's scrubbing away like he's getting blood off, and he just committed a murder. And this woman is in the in the stall next to him and hears him, and she goes, "You're really scrubbing vigorously over there." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm just gonna let America know I shit the bed." She goes, "You're kidding." He goes, "No, I shit the bed." So he's blaming warm milk for that. After the fact, he said it's the shitty snacks they give you at the big at the Big Brother set. He said he had beef jerky and warm milk before bed, and it made him shit himself. Why would you make? Why would you combine that? Like, right? That's a horrible mix. Well, that is a way. terrible mix. What is he eating? Like cereal? Like, <laughs> yeah, he had a bowl of jerky. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe that combination would would ever happen. But I'm, for one, I'm going to go home and try it and see if I shit the bed. I'll check back with you guys in two weeks and let you know if it happens. This yeah. sounds like a legit challenge thing to uh, drink milk it's while eating beef The warm jerky. milk jerky challenge. You should do it at the beginning of the show and see who has to shit first. I like that idea. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. We're not challenging that. Yeah. I will shit my pants. Because Kyle loses most of our bets, so yeah. I actually, I'm all for it. We should make that a punishment because Kyle usually has to do them all. I, just, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I just can't imagine while you, as, a, as an adult, how you let shit just... Dribble out. And he was laying in bed. And I'm, I'm assuming, I think he's clean now. He's no longer a crackhead. He might be. I'm really not Alleg- sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. If he is, though, you know, you know, they got the thing that Joe Biden's giving out crack pipes for, uh, for $30 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it went from being a really <laughs> shitty week for Odom, pun intended, to not so bad if he gets himself a new crack pipe. I think he's going to be pretty happy. That's a that's a good silver lining for him. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole story right now. I really yeah, he's, just, he shit the bed, a grown man, stone sober, from what I understand. Yeah, I'm even wasted. I've never come close to shitting in bed, pissing the bed. I've come close to getting to the toilet just in time, but I mean, but shitting the bed. Come on now. I, yeah, shit, I, I shit the bed once. I don't know if I've shit the bed. This, to be hold on, wait, hold on, Tim. Story time. <laughs> so I was sick. Okay. Okay. And uh, I didn't find out. My my ex wife woke me up. She's like, "Dude, you you shit." <laughs> sick, I let that slide because that's where you, you get kind of brave. You're like, this is just going to be a fart, right? And, and surprise. It's I, love not. Playing, I love playing that game. Is it a shit or is it a fart? <laughs> Russian roulette with the ass. <laughs> um, so that's it for uh, basketball. Now we're going to get on to, we are anti-baker people here. The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes, the reason you all are here. And that is to find our potential future franchise quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So Kyle and I have been doing, for the last few weeks or or months or whatever, we do a pros and cons. We do a top-tier elite quarterback, and we do a middle pack. Maybe they're an upgrade from Baker, maybe not. Right. This week's special is Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. We were saving this one for our debut. These are two really good quarterbacks, in my opinion. And we're ready, we're ready to break him down. So without further ado, let's break down Deshaun Watson. I feel like he's touching me right now. <laughs> he likes to be touched. It's the other way around. He might be throwing the ball at your head. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel really warm breath in my, my neck right now. If, if, he, if he lifts his towel, just look away. <laughs> Let it happen. So I'll start with some pros for Deshaun Watson for me. MVP talent. I mean, let's just call it like it is. That guy is a great quarterback. He is a pro bowler. He has legitimately carried the Texans on his back in most years. I love him. I would take him in a heartbeat. 
you know I love Deshaun Watson. Before before he was uh, basically left in exile with the Texans this year, I would have traded for him in the offseason last season, and I took a lot of heat for that. You and I even argued about it, because oh, yeah. at the time you were like, no way I'm trading draft picks to get Kirk Cousins. And I said, why the fuck Watson. wouldn't, or, or I'm sorry, for Deshaun Watson, I said, why would you not want him? Do you realize how good he is? And I had to break it all down, and you eventually saw the light. But at the time, even I, then, I didn't listen to you then. So you were still on the fence about Baker, where you still thought Baker was our franchise quarterback. So it takes a little bit of time for everyone to realize that I'm I'm usually right, and then everyone sees the light, and we I move mean, forward. You're right sometimes. I wouldn't go usually right, but I mean yeah. it's okay. We let you think that. Oh, really quick, I meant to do this earlier, but I forgot because it's our first time doing it. I forgot to give the phone number out. Son of a bitch. If anybody would like to call, give us some comments, some thoughts, Oh, yeah, whatever. sure. Have people call in now as they're throwing heat at Baker. That's great. Let's do it's it. It's going to get the lines ringing, I hope. So 440-444-7251. That's the Fitch Trash Bin Cleaning Service LLC hotline. Give us a call again, 440-444-7251. Yeah, I'd like to have a call come in and tell us um, why they don't like Watson or Cousins. I'm sure there's people out there who hate these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So you, what do you have for a pro? Well, Give you still mine, clearly, because he is. I mean, I think potential. we're going to be kind of on the same page with these. <laughs> um, but my, with Watson, he's just he, he has a strong arm. Very, He's mobile, and he has playoff experience. I think that it's it's you can't you can't shy away from that. And like you said, he's he's drug a team that's been shitty um, deep into the season, winning records. He's just a winner. I, I, I'd love to. I'd love that he'd fit right in on this team. I think. So I had I had that kind of also with the playoffs. The, yeah. The Browns went to the playoffs. Baker won one playoff game. Browns fans were ready to put him in Canton in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Deshaun Watson has a playoff win under his belt. So if that's all it takes to be. To be highly coveted and loved in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson has that on his resume. Well, that's all it takes. So that's it. He's Have already you made the playoffs. Yes. Well, then you are a Cleveland Brown. Two for two. Well, not a uh, JJ Watt. That was like, I'm oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, he was like, sorry, Deshaun Watson. Like he was like, you do so good. And, like he was. He felt bad. He, yeah. They, they felt so bad for him because uh, last year when they, or, well, yeah, last year when they had Bill O'Brien as the head coach. They traded away uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and that ruined the whole team. I mean, that's one of the best wide receivers, if not the best yeah. in football. You traded him away. The Texans were terrible last year, team-wise. But if you look at Deshaun Watson's individual numbers, MVP candidate. Did they only win, like, four games? Sure. Were his numbers fantastic? Yeah. That says something. If the quarterback can still put up really good numbers and the team around him sucks, that shows you that he is not the problem. Right. Agree. Uh, number two, Young. I think he's like 26, something like that. He was taken in the same draft as Miles Garrett. He's a young guy. Uh, obviously, longevity, you want him here for 10 years. If you trade for a quarterback, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, I understand if the Browns traded for Aaron Rodgers, you only get him for maybe two to three years, whereas a guy like Deshaun Watson, if this works out, this is a 10-plus year plan. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Yeah, my, my follow-up to that, he's he's – He's well rested right now, <laughs> um, and he's he's not and he's, very, and he's loose because he yeah. really likes massages. So he's <laughs> he's really loose and yeah. limber. He's got no tight muscle on that body. <laughs> um, but he uh, he's he's well rested. He's not injury prone. So I mean he and I don't know. I haven't kept up on Watson's off season and a half or on season workout regimen. If he's been working on the team, I don't know what what's been going on with him. But so he has been kind of out of the spotlight. A couple of weeks ago, he was spotted out to dinner for his girlfriend's birthday. And, I mean, looked fine, didn't show anything, looked normal. Yeah. So I guess it's a good – no news is good news. I mean, what, so I guess my question, was he able to work out with the team? Like, he was able during the season to work out with them? Yeah, he was just – he was on the, uh, the exempt start? list. Oh, so he was okay. he was there. I don't know if he was they were actually letting him practice and do stuff because yeah. it's up to the team. 
But uh, I think he was more than welcome to. So he, he was, wasn't. So he's been in NFL shape all season. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's it. He's he's, he's, got, he's got enough money to where I'm sure he has personal trainers. He has, uh, you know, a chef, nutritionist, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, next up, I put he expands our system. Our offense is a very, very old school, run heavy tight ends. We're not really going down the field, but Deshaun Watson has a cannon for an arm. Yep. He's mobile. Very so accurate. It expands our offense so much. I mean, I, I would just I would love to see what he could do with Nick Chubb. If you ran an option, if if he took off, I mean, think about how crazy that would be. If you lined up, that sounds so beautiful. I'm sorry, Nick Chubb, right. and then an option with Deshaun Watson. How fucking crazy would that be? Right? Could you? I mean, just imagine the plays that Stefanski could draw up that would just put that football down the field quickly. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pumped for that. I mean, I'd be excited for that. I mean, it, w- it would answer a lot of questions of, well, this is the boring offense that Stefanski runs. I mean, we've talked about it before. Stefanski runs an offense that fits, that's on the team. Yeah. Who's ever on the team. I mean, think about how easily we would beat the shit out of the Steelers if we had Deshaun Watson. I say that because Dave just walked in. I had to make a Steelers crack. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number four I put, he has a team-friendly contract. Yeah. It's extremely team-friendly. If you look at the numbers, it actually goes down in cost per year which helps the team then keep the young guys because then you're getting more money on your books. Right. So. No, actually, I had contract last two. It was good because I, was, I looked into the numbers to see. I thought... I love his contract. Yeah, it goes down. It would be great. It goes down. It would be great to get him. Absolutely. Now we go to the cons. Mm. There's no cons. Obviously, the biggest, the big elephant in the room, everyone knows what's wrong with Deshaun Watson. He has a no-trade clause. That's the number one <laughs> yeah. thing that everyone's worried about. Absolutely. So he would have to approve to where he gets traded. So <clears> is <throat> Cleveland on his radar? I don't know his personality. Does he want to go to a big city? Is he only focused on himself? Is he a me guy? Does he want to go somewhere where he can become a brand? Or does he just want to play football and win? Mm-hmm. So it's really up to him because he has the, the no-trade clause. So that's a huge step that we'd have to overcome. And he would cost a ton. I was just going to say the I other— I mean, they go, they go hand in hand. I was say the other big thing that everyone's concerned about is how much we'd have to give up for him probably. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll mention Elf in the room. It's the allegations against him right yes. now. And I will stress the word allegations. Yep. There's not been anything criminally brought against this guy yet. He hasn't been charged with anything yet. It's just been he said, she well, she said, she said, she said, she said. I can yep. keep going on. I didn't think there was a he there. Um, but <laughs> the, the fact is nothing's been criminally charged against him yet. So I, I, if that goes away, I mean, may, are the Browns afraid of that? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we brought in Kareem Hunt. Obviously, we saw what he did on camera. He was, I think he was criminally charged for that, wasn't he? Or was he? It was a dismissed. Uh, yeah, I don't think he ever. A year and anything. a half later, he got pulled yeah. over with vodka in his car. That was on camera too. So I mean, and they were fine with it. It is what it is. Welcome I'm to saying, Cleveland. You can drink right. and drive. So I'm just saying that I think we're, we've kind of been okay with that. I don't see why Watson would be that. So there was a Sports Illustrated story that came out a while ago that actually said that uh, Deshaun Watson and or the Browns inquired about Deshaun Watson, which is right. awesome. So if that's true, I hope they continue to do that in the off season, and that's a guy that they're actually putting on the radar with the allegations. I don't, I don't want to claim that I know anything or I have any psychic abilities, but I'm pretty good with knowing when these are legit. I remember telling you I thought the Bauer stuff was complete bullshit. Oh, and ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Trevor Bauer has been cleared pretty much, and, and they know that it's she was full of shit. She was out for money. Yeah. Now you look at other guys. Bill Cosby, obviously guilty. Ben Roethlisberger, definitely a rapist. But you look at Deshaun Watson, totally okay. Never. I don't. I don't think. I think this is a money grab, in my opinion. Yeah. The, 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 the I don't think Bill Cosby really did it. I, I don't think he did it as much as they said. I think that's too much for an old man. As much. As yeah. He probably. You know. He, back in the seventies, shit was wild. But I think as he got a little older, I don't think he was doing as much raping. I just like the Bill Cosby with the little, little, little ducky. Duck I just like the yeah, little look. Yeah, I like to think of him making that look with his with his Cosby sweater on as he's drugging women. That's just such a funny <laughs> thought. <laughs> But, yeah, the allegations obviously are, are, are serious, but it, 
as of right now, I mean, it's been over a year yeah. almost, and the NFL has done nothing in terms of discipline. I feel like if there was actually something to go off of that would have happened by now, why drag this out any further? So here's my other big fear, too, and I, I'm wondering if you know the answer. You might know the answer, but if they decide to trade him, does the NFL have to then step in and say, we're going to suspend him? Or this is our plan for him because he's kind of just been hanging in, hanging in purgatory. I mean, they could do that whenever they want. They could have technically suspended him for that for but last. Why season. haven't they done anything yet? Is it, are, are they just waiting for this to come? Because there's nothing for them to go right. off of. There has yet to be a criminal charge, so right. they can't they can't go after him for something that's just a he said she said. Right. And there's no they haven't found any actual proof. Right. So as of right now, he's he's innocent until proven guilty. In my let's, opinion. Let's go get the man. Let's throw, let's throw the, the the kitchen sink at him. Now we move on to the lower tier player, and this week is Kirk Cousins. And as I told Kyle before we started the show, I realized I like Kirk Cousins a lot more than I actually thought I did. When you start digging into him. Yeah, when you actually look at everything and you break it down and you look at the uh, the, the splits by quarters and stuff like that, because there's a lot of flack. I'll, I'll get into it in a little bit, but a lot of people were saying that Baker Mayfield was, was shitty in the fourth quarter, but Kirk Cousins was worse. Lo and behold, the numbers are not even adding up to that. It's not right. even close. Kirk Cousins is actually a pretty good fourth quarter quarterback, and I'm going to start with that as one of my pros. He... Uh, Fourth quarter, 14 career comebacks. Should have been 15 because he drove them down to field goal range and they missed a field goal this year against Arizona. I won't forget that game. Who was the kicker? Uh, Greg Joseph, I think. Who did, who did he play for? Oh, okay. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, he has 20 game-winning drives. So 14 comebacks, 20 game-winning drives. That's clutch. If, if we had two of those this year, the Browns are a playoff team. I'll throw another stat at you because I, I dug statistically into this guy. Uh, since 2019, his throw to touchdown in the end zone ratio is um, 52 touchdowns, two interceptions. That's the bad. best in the When league. the ball actually crosses the goal line, you're saying? When yes. the pass physically goes into Correct. the end zone? Okay. When, when the, the refs put their, their hands up and call it a touchdown. Well, I understand what a touchdown is, but you, said, wanted to make sure. you said when you throw it into the end oh, zone sorry, for I, a touchdown. You assumed it was a touchdown, I hope, but right. okay, I get it. <laughs> but your specifics, I was sorry. questioning what you My meant. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the, I think it's the highest ratio. Actually, no, he's third. And the only people he's behind are Mahomes, Rodgers, and Brady. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And then uh, obviously knows the system. Yeah. Knows the system like the back of his hand. He was here with Stefanski, or there with Stefanski, I should say. Stefanski helped turn him into the player that he is now, I think. So I love it. I, I would love him here in Cleveland. He's proven that he knows the system and he can work in this offense. Minnesota, this is a fun fact here, he's a winner. Yep. His worst record as a 16-game starter, 7-9. and nine. That's his worst. That's a pretty good record. Browns fans would standards. fucking die for that. <laughs> um, some, some more stats I just caught. I mean, I'm just, I wrote them down here. He's sixth in quarterback rating. Okay. Fourth in PFF grade, if you hold any weight or water to that. And he's fifth in DVOA. Do you know what DVOA is? Uh, not off the top of my head. I've, I've heard it. I'm familiar with I it. I don't got remember. I lost in the soup it's, when it came to it. It's it's a very, very in-depth analytic way to, to look at stuff. Basically, it tells you how, how um, the percentage of like the plays that the quarterback's running. It's double vaginal oral anal. Boom. <laughs> DVOA. <laughs> he, he, well, in that case, he ranks uh, fifth in the NFL in that, so. Pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, for these PFF analytically driven teams yeah, like the Browns the are, like, that's he, the stuff that they're looking for. He's like a poster child for what Cleveland wants and loves and needs and all this other stuff. So, all right. Uh, I also have he's very accurate. I believe his yeah. career completion percentage is like sixty-six or sixty-seven percent. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's kind of teeters around the sixty-one, sixty-two, mm-hmm. and that five percent really helps. That makes a huge difference. It may not seem like it, but that's a huge difference. Yeah, I was watching, I so I was getting into it, I was watching Peyton Manning broke down 
I think on one of his highlights that he did on ESPN, um, where he like just hones in on the quarterback and talks about his ability in the pocket and the plays he ran during that game. So the one play he, he called out and said that he was just amazed that of uh, what Kirk Cousins' ability is his pocket presence. Yeah. So he, the ball was hiked to him. He had a defender rushing. He didn't even look at the defender, but he moved. He trusted mm-hmm. his, his, his line to protect him. He then moved again when another guy came in, didn't take his eyes down the field off anybody. He didn't get happy feet. Boom, he got hit while throwing, and, he, and, and it went for a touchdown. And so that's the thing. He's, he's playing behind a very bad offensive line. The offensive line in Minnesota is not that great, but he's still doing what he's doing. He's getting the ball out quickly. He's, he's, he's throwing the ball down the field accurately. That's, that's things we want, especially you bring him in Cleveland where a line's pretty damn good, and he gets more time it's back one of the best in football, absolutely. What's, what's going to happen then? He has more time to make better throws, more accurate. I mean, whatever. It's going to just be better for him in this system. Now we had a comment from Adam who brought up a good point. He said having Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook helps. But also, looking at just his overall career, Kirk Cousins' numbers have been pretty consistent for most of his career. And that was before he had Justin Jefferson, right. before he had some of these guys. So his last season... He was 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going off memory here. Right. Pretty damn good because when you look at 2020 and with Baker Mayfield. Most of those 7s were in the last like 3 or 4 yeah. games where they kind of the little slumpy. Yeah, he, he he throws a lot of interceptions when it, when they're down by a lot of – like when they're down by 10, he's trying to make a comeback because yeah. you have to force throws. Right. So you're going to turn the ball over. That just happens. Yeah. He's not like a clutch turnover kind of guy like Baker in the fourth quarter, game-winning drive, throws an interception. Can't have those. Kirk Cousins doesn't do that. Baker does. But Baker's 2020 season – 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. That was the full season. That was including the playoffs. Browns fans, again, were ready to give this guy the Josh Allen contract. They were ready to pay him, back the Brinks truck truck up, pay this guy so much fucking money. I'm glad we didn't because, again, you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins who Browns fans will say, this guy sucks. 33-7, and seven, better than Baker. Right. How do you justify that you don't think that's better? Yeah, and we're going to get into the cons, but I think the one thing people look at Kirk Cousins and they can't get past is his contract. I mean, not to jump into cons, but I think that's the one that's thing one that people look at and they hold it against him because he did. I mean, he got, I think it was two years he got paid mm-hmm. um, in, in Washington. The He was franchise tagged. Yeah. So then when he went from Washington to Minnesota, he got the, the truck backed up to him. He got yep. paid. How is that his fault, though? He will be a $45 million cap hit this season. Yeah. Which, again, I don't blame the player for getting as much money as possible. Absolutely. Blame the team for giving it to him if you're going to get mad at right. anybody. The other thing, too, with Cousins, I think he has one year left on his deal. Um, if the Vikings are willing to part with him, they have a new head coach, they're moving on. If they're willing to part with him, do we try to get them to eat some of his contract? I think that's easier or harder than you think. I don't think they're going to be willing to do that because I think there will be a little bit of a competition to trade for him. But the contract, the Browns can afford it. Yeah. If, any, if he's going to come here and cost us $45 million this year, assuming Baker's gone, there's $20 million freed from Baker being gone, you can pay Cousins, and then you can give him a new contract, work it down a little bit, pay him what he's actually worth, right? make it work for the team. My other con that I had for him, because I didn't have many, got to trade for him. Yep. What do you have to give up? Could be a lot. And then not elite. He's good, but he's not great. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not like the Peyton Mannings, Patrick Mahomes, where he's in the playoffs all the time doing great things. He's not that guy that you're like, oh, Kirk Cousins, he's a perennial uh, playoff. He's, a, he's, a, he's been to three Pro Bowls. He's, he's won right. a playoff game. He's just that guy that statistically keeps you in the games and wins you games. And yeah. honestly, Cleveland would love that. Because if we get that and the rest of the team we have around them and the defense that we, knock on wood, have come Presume back next comes year, back. then ideally you want that statistically driven quarterback in the seat driving that team down the field. Because you, you slot Kirk Cousins in this team this past year – 
The Browns are in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs probably, because he he wins games for you. He gets the ball down the field. Yep. Uh, Odell will probably still be here because Odell's probably getting that ball a lot more too. Yeah, Odell would have 100 percent yeah he'd, he'd be a pro bowler too probably yeah. his career would have been rejuvenated with a quarterback like kirk cousins right. who can actually see over an offensive line uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge help when you're playing quarterback in the nfl sometimes so with that being said we are going to go to break here when we come back we're going to talk about the biggest game of the year in the nfl we're going to introduce a couple new segments that we have and have keep having the fun so join us stick around we'll be back in a few We at Talking About Balls want to thank Growing Wings Adult Services, the official sponsor of the state of state of the art studio number two. We're here, we're loving it. It's beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Growing Wings Adult Service has five years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa 234-334-7547. We also want to thank Crystal Clean Cleaning Services. You're not clean unless you call unless you're crystal clean. Call Crystal today at 440-506-1355 to schedule your appointment today. If you mention Redline Radio, you will receive 10% off your cleaning. I personally am obsessed with sports cards. I buy them, I sell them, I trade them, I love them. Yeah, your basement says that. So I'm very happy to to thank One of One Sports Cards and Memorabilia located at 13221 Prospect Road in Strongsville, Ohio. Call them today, 440-638-4044 for all of your sports card mem- sports card memorabilia. Their stuff, I follow their Facebook page. They have everything you want. If you're a Cleveland sports fan, if you're any fan of any team, go check them out. Well, I'm sure you knew this, but cherished moments are made to last forever, right? So give, give a call to Incredible Keepsakes. Call them at 440-242-9648 or go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com and ask for Diane. Let's get our phones buzzing here in the second half of the show. And you can only do that by calling the Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC hotline. Trash bin cleaning and pressure washing. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning is a locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northwest Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and surrounding areas. You can reach Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC at 440-752-1533 or at ftbcusa.com, brandon at ftbcusa.com or facebook.com. FTBC USA. Mention Redline Radio when you book a service and receive 10% off the first service. That's awesome. And I didn't realize this. Did you know this, that we have an actual official band of Redline Radio? I think Dave went and saw them the other day. Uh, Bad Juju. Uh, Give Dan a call. Book him. Um, 440-225-0511. Speaking of Dave, if you're interested in advertising with the station, give him a call. 440-503-0828. Dave's the man. We want to thank him. Can't thank him enough for having us here. Now, speaking of Dave, he's obviously responsible for Redline Radio. Redline Radio has a ton of shows every day of the week, not just us. Please check them all out. I'm talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, any day that ends in Y, they have a show going. Uh, Tuesday, our producer Tim, our very own, our pride and joy. Tim Buck 2. Tim Buck Tuesday, 5 to 7. Check him out on Tuesday nights. Speaking of Tim, again, tomorrow night, the Lex Vegas show, Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. They're doing a comedy challenge right now. And our boy Tim's in it. We can't wait to watch it and support him tomorrow night. Fridays, you got Money's Crazy Mind. You have Lee. Lee. Fucking Lee. He's wow. the one who got us. He, we were with the first show with him on uh, Steel City Renegade. So Lee's our boy, too. He's yeah. got his Friday show. Check that out. That's on Growing Wings Adult Service Studio, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Fridays. And then Sunday, again, the reason we're here, our first, our first attempt at Redline was with the Steel City Renegades. Check them out on Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. This Sunday, though, what is it, 2 to 4? 
three to five. Okay, three to five. We're doing three to five with Steel City Renegades. Kyle and I will be there. Check it out. They want more of us to come on that they can't, show. You can't have enough of us, let's I mean, be honest. it's going to be fun. Um, but you know that big IX Center that we have in Cleveland, right? I've heard of it. Well, they're going to have this Piston Power Show going on. Um, and we're kicking off. We're going to be there on Saturday. They're actually it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I believe it's April, what, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd? Yep. Um, we're kicking off Saturday. Um, we're going to be there from 10 to 12. And we have a special guest. We might as well just throw it out there now, right? We have uh, Mr. Mr. Dan Romer himself jumping on our show that day. Um, ex-indie um, wrestler. Yeah, Dr. Dan Rockingham, for those of you that are familiar with yeah, indie wrestling. AEW. AIW. And he was all over the place. He, he did work in Canada, Tennessee yeah. especially, all over the country. He, we're going to do, do a special segment, maybe half the show of, of Mania, because guess what's on Sunday? WrestleMania. Um, so we're going to do that. He's going to be on our show. We're there from 10 to 12. The entire Redline Radio team is going to be there on Saturday. Tim's hanging out all weekend. Tim's going to get his steps in that weekend, right? Um, but we have, we're 10 to Absolutely. 12. We got 12 to 1. Let's talk asphalt racing. Um, we got 2 to 4 counting, uh, continuing to serve. 4 to 6 p.m. It's a pregame show. 6 to 7, our boys at Steel, Steel City Renegades are going to be on there. Uh, followed up 7 to 8 p.m. from Broad Street South. And then ending the night, boom, boom, Timbuktu, 8 to 9 that night. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Check us out. We'll be live from the IX Center that weekend. And our special guest, Dr. Dan Rockingham, I'm not positive on what his degree is in for a doctorate, but if he brings some gloves and you play your cards right, he might be giving away free proctology exams. So oh. come stop by, mention talking about balls, and bend over. Do we have to sign, like, a, a waiver for that? No, I don't think so. Let's get into it then. And we're back. As you can see, I had a little wardrobe change. I wanted to show you guys. You got naked. I mean, obviously who I'm supporting on Sunday. Before we went to break, I did mention we were going to talk about the biggest NFL game of the year. And obviously that's the Pro Bowl. So here we are. <laughs> can we spend one second on the Pro Bowl, though? Because I'm really. Even cons- the players didn't want to spend one second on the Pro Bowl if you watch that. Was the touch rule something new this year? Or is it just them? Just nobody cares. I mean, in, in their defense, it's just, yeah, it, it's, they don't want to get hurt. It's just it's something to have fun hanging out with their friends. I get it. But come on. I mean, that this is a little ridiculous. Uh, we actually had a question during the break. I want to touch on it really quick. He said, say you can't get any quarterback via free agency. And you have to go to the draft. Who are you taking? That's tough. I really don't think there's any quarterbacks in this draft. I haven't really broke it all down yet. I will be doing that. I'm a huge draft fan. So for those of you that are new to the show, uh, as the as we get closer and closer to the draft, I go to the NFL draft every year, so I'll be in Vegas. And I will be breaking down everything you guys want to hear. If you have a favorite team and it's not the Browns, t- tell me about it. I'll break your team down. I love to do it. So I'll break down quarterbacks as we progress. Gun to my head right now if we have to take one. Um it's tough. I think Kenny Pickett could be okay. I'm not a huge fan of him though, so I don't really want him. Malik Wills or Willis, he uh, he's a guy that's he's intriguing, but he's kind of short. And I really liked Matt Corral. From, we like we like short quarterbacks though. We want short. some people do. No, I'm not one of them. But I did like uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss before he got hurt in the bowl game. I was a huge fan of him. I'll be honest. If, if we're going to – I don't want anybody out of this draft class. That's, I, that's kind of why I'm I'd at rather it. just – let's just go back with Baker again. I think, I mean, I think that's the case. Andrew Barry is smart enough and, and he can do his job well enough to where he can get a quarterback if he really wants to replace Baker. And he's not just going to settle for anybody. They're going to make a smart move. They're going to upgrade the position and they're going to do it, you know, financially responsibly. Mm-hmm. And we got an OBJ going for MVP. It's kind of funny if you look at the comments. We have take that fucking jersey off and then OBJ <laughs> going for MVP. Kind of conflicting. 
Um, Again, like you mentioned earlier, we are split down the middle of how we feel about OBJ in this town. I just I don't blame OBJ for not being good here because we know that the common denominator of not being good on the Browns roster wears number six. Yep. He didn't wear thirteen. You have a video where he was not looking at Baker or at OBJ's direction. How's that OBJ's fault? Um, he was not where Baker was looking. OBJ is going to the Super Bowl. All the ex Browns teammates of his, I mean, he's yeah, he's love him. He's going to Super Bowl. They're all rooting for him. OBJ reason why he's going to right. No, no, but you know what I'm saying is everyone's rooting for him. Right. There's not Browns players that are going. Well, you know, I obviously we have to root for the Bengals because OBJ didn't want to be here. (laughs) OBJ is a smart person. He didn't want to be here because he knew that there's no future in this town with Baker Mayfield. So, I respect OBJ. Now let's break this fucking game down. Super Bowl. Unfortunately. Not Super Browns, no chance. (laughs) We have an AFC North team. We have the Bengals. I don't get it. As I said earlier, how could any respectable Cleveland fan support any other team in the AFC North? For me, it it helps me uh, prove how we have the toughest division in the league. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 32. I've been watching football for 20 years. I've watched the Ravens and Steelers win so many fucking Super Bowls, it makes me sick. And even just be in the Super Bowl. We couldn't even sniff the Super Bowl. We have one playoff win, and again, fans were ready to build a statue of Baker Mayfield outside of First Energy Stadium just because we won one playoff game. Right. We beat a very a very strange Steeler team that night. Yeah, Let's be honest. That's what we'll call them, strange. Yeah. When, when, when they snapped the ball over Ben's head to start the game, when we have a 28 to nothing lead in the first quarter, that doesn't happen in a playoff game. Well, we forgot that the Steelers made it interesting in the second half. They did. Oh, they did. They tried to make the comeback. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a, a crazy win, but it's not like Baker went out there and set the world on fire for right. Browns fans to act like he's some end-all, be-all. Right. We should have beat the Chiefs, too, though. We, I mean, especially when, when Patrick Mahomes got hurt, we should have beat the Chiefs. We shouldn't have let Chad Henney beat us. Chad, Chad MVP, baby. He really was. Woo! I mean, balls of steel for Mike or for uh, uh, Andy Reid going for it on fourth down. Balls of steel. How about those Chiefs? He's the talking about balls listener of the week, Andy Reid. I mean, he's a big fan because <laughs> he's got he's huge a big balls. Fan of steel balls. Anything like balls it. related, he is all about it. But yeah, no. Back to your point. So I mean, yeah, it's hard to know that we have another AFC North team in the uh, in Super Bowl. It sucks. Um, I, I agree with you. I think a Kansas City uh, Rams Super Bowl would have been a I could have just sat back, gotten game. drunk, and not gave a shit about Wait, the outcome. You're, you're enjoyed the halftime show because I don't, I don't care who wins. I wouldn't have cared. Now I have to put all of my energy into hatred for the Bengals. You know how tiring that is to just hate other teams? That's how I live my whole life. I'm pretty sure that's how you live every day. It's exhausting. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. So, I mean, so let's, let's break it down. So we got, I mean, us just. By by position, there's two great quarterbacks. Yep. There's a two good defenses. I mean, I think the Rams are winning that advantage when it comes to defense, though. Um, I, I just I, coaches two great great young coaches. I'm pretty sure he's from the McVay like tree, right? Yeah, Zach Taylor. So so it's the two great coach coaching minds. It's it's yeah, let's be, not let's not get carried away and call Zach Taylor a great coach. Yeah. He was he was about to get fired if they didn't make the playoffs this year, more than likely. I get it, but I'm saying is that there's. But he's white, so he would have found another job immediately. So he would have been fine because <laughs> that's just how the NFL works. <laughs> um, but no, it's gonna, it's still going to be fun to watch. I agree. I, I, I'm not wanting the Bengals to win the game, but it's gonna, it's it's gonna be a good time. I, I think that's going to be some some pretty big fun plays. I it, I, I think Chase is going to go a couple times down the field. Deep balls. I think Burrow's going to find him. It's going to be a statistically high-scoring game. I think. See, we have differing thoughts on this game because you think Jamar Chase is going to have time to get downfield. 
Oh, you think he's going to get sacked all game, huh? That defensive line is nothing the Bengals have seen. He was sacked nine times. The, the Tennessee Chase Titans... doesn't have to get down the field. The he Tennessee Titans defense... Four steps and in, and he's gone. But he's going to be blanketed by Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> this isn't going against the fucking Chiefs, where their defense was Swiss cheese, and they showed up maybe once a month. This is a... So you think it's a shutdown, huh? Once in a generational type of player, Aaron Donald. Okay. Against arguably the worst offensive line in football for the Bengals. You have Von Miller coming off the edge. They're just a loaded defense... I don't think the Bengals know what they're in for because you saw, again, what they did against the Titans. You had a banged-up Derrick Henry, right? and you had Ryan Tannehill who who basically gave the game to the Bengals by mm-hmm. turning the ball over so much. If Matthew Stafford doesn't do that and the defense shows up like they did against the the uh, like the Titans did against the Bengals, right. the, I think the Rams win this game easily, in my opinion. So you don't think Cincinnati is going to make it interesting whatsoever? It really depends on what Zach Taylor has up his sleeve, but if they stick to what their status quo has been for most of the season where they try to establish a run game but they have to rely on Joe Burrow, right. I don't think they have a chance, especially if their their defense has been playing well, but it's not good. Right. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford, they haven't seen an offense like this yet. They were going against Ryan Tannehill. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs' offense is fantastic, but that second half, I don't know what team that was. The second half of the Chiefs last week, or two weeks ago, no idea who that team was. You blew an 18-point lead. Patrick Mahomes couldn't hit anybody. He was turning the ball over. That's not traditional Chiefs offense, and I'm not willing to give credit to the Bengals of being great. Right, but, I mean, the Chiefs' defense is nothing to laugh about. They had a good defense. I mean, it's not— it's They not had to, a fluky defense the first half the of the elite, year. They were garbage. It's not to the elite level that the Rams have. I, I'm, I'll give you that, but I, the Chiefs' defense is still good, and they still moved the ball on them pretty pretty easily in the second half. So I'm, I'm not saying that— they're going to you know, win the game by whatever fashion. I'm not saying they're going to win the game at all. I'm just saying I still think that they're going to move the ball on them one way or the other. They're going to find a way. I think they're going to – I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I just think that the Rams are going to have a little more advantage of just being the veteran team. They've been to the Super Bowl before. Uh, they have veteran players. They, they have guys that want this, this championship. You have Matt Stafford who's suffered in exile in Detroit for all of his career till right now. This is his biggest moment ever. You have Joe Burrow who's barely played a season and a half. Already in the Super Bowl. Right. Nobody on that Bengals team, for the most part, been to a Super Bowl. Right. They've barely seen wins. I just, I don't know. I think it's a lot to ask of them. To me, this kind of reminds me of the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl from a few years ago. You have the team going for the first time. They're young. They don't know what to do. They've never been there. They kind of panicked. The, the lights were a little too bright for them. I could see that happening to the Bengals. And again, I just think that that defensive line, they're going to they're gonna scheme up some shit to put some pressure on Joe Burrow. And I think it's going to be an ugly day. Really? Okay. I'm curious I just, to see what your score prediction is then. Just because of how good Aaron Donald is. I mean, right now Vegas has the line at minus four for the Rams, which is not as big as I would have expected. Uh, it is kind of funny, though, if you've seen it, the Super Bowl, every year they rotate who the home team slash away team is, and the Bengals are technically the home team. So I haven't I haven't looked into it, but I think the, the Bengals have the option to take the home locker room. Do they really? Absolutely. I hope they do. They were able to pick the uniforms. They went with black, I believe. Yeah. And they are able to take the home locker room if they want and make the Rams go to the visitors' locker room because that they're the be, home team. That would be actually hilarious if yeah. they did that. Last year it was the NFC, so ta- so Tampa Bay was the legitimate home team last year. So we all know that that the Rams have have <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> we all know the Rams have poor 
um, home attendance when it comes it's to terrible. any team they play. I don't know how, how well Cincinnati travels, but I'm assuming... Now, Cincinnati fans don't even go to Cincinnati games in Cincinnati. I've been there as a Browns <laughs> fan, and we took over sections. They, they, they do not have a good fan base. So do you think this is going to be a split down the middle? I mean, how do they divvy up Super Bowl tickets? I mean, do they try their best to split it down the middle? Honestly, I think there's going to be more Rams fans just because it's in L.A. Right. So it's, it's more convenient. Sure. And you're going to have... It's in L.A., so you're going to just be flooded with celebrities and people that don't really have a rooting interest. So it's going to be a It's going to be a Switzerland crowd, essentially, for the most part. The, the, everyone's there just to watch the halftime show anyways. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals, I think... Oh, hang on. We got, oh, the Bengals are giving them their locker room. Okay. I knew that that was an option, though. The Bengals could have... If, if it were me, if I were the Bengals, personally, just I'm making them... them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm playing mind games. You're going to the visitors' locker room. No <laughs> question about it. Start taking pictures while you're walking around everybody's locker? Oh, I would I would take a piss in Matt Stafford's locker and put it on Instagram and be like, how do you like this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you have the minus four for the LA Rams. Uh, final score prediction for me. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Rams 31. I'm going to go Bengals 21. No, I take that back. Give me 20. So I'm going to go 31 to 20. 31 20. Sticking with it. I'm writing that down so I don't forget it. 31 is my favorite number, too, so I like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Perfect. So I am going to go um, 24 Rams, 17 Bengals. Okay. Uh, I think it's a close game at the end. I think it comes down to, I don't know, the last four minutes of the game where the where they have to kill the clock to get down the field, score another touchdown. What's your score again? I'm sorry. Let me write it down. 24-17. Okay. 24-17 Rams. Yes. Okay. Now, because Kyle, for those of you that listen to our other show. Oh, here we go. Kyle is the loser right now in a, in a little bet that we have. We do pick'ems. Kyle has lost every time we've done a pick'em so far. It it's, was been, a, it's been a rough year. Was, it, was, it was a fun year. It's been a rough year. Two years ago, there was the hot sauce challenge you had to do. That sucked. Which ruined his weekend. It ruined, it ruined my weekend. It ruined my asshole. It ruined my toilet. I've never seen a person eat so much bread oh, trying God. to Noth- combat nothing, the heat. Nothing worked. Did you have a Lamar Odom moment? Uh, no, I didn't shit myself. But <laughs> I, 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 he's, I, he's not being honest with us right you know, now. You know what's funny is I went back and we, I watched this footage the other day. I was showing somebody because they didn't believe me. And it wasn't like just normal hot sauce that's like kind of liquidy. No, this shit was thick. It was. It's supposed it's to be extra, like it was an extract. Yeah, it's, I it's believe a, it's a hot sauce extract. It, it took me like a minute to get it all off the the spoon into my mouth. It was like spicy molasses, basically. Oh my god! And it's spicy it, molasses. It was so thick. That sounds terrible. It went so slow down into my. St- it was horrible. And that when I tried chocolate, I tried milk, I tried. I don't know, whatever fucking voodoo shit we tried you that You tried night. everything. You, you literally walked out with a bread, loaf of bread. Yeah. The bread helped. And what didn't help that night is we went to an AIW show. Yes, we did. And I had to sit in the most uncomfortable bench ever. And so my ass not only hurt on in the inside, it hurt on the outside, too. It was a bad night for my ass that weekend. My only recommendation is to stop losing because it just happened so much. Because this year... We did our pickums again. Yep. I beat you. Yep. And I, I, you know, I was nice, and I said no, no punishments for that. Then we did the playoffs. Yep. And I beat you again. And this one, I said we're going to red line. We're going to do something. So, for those of you that listen, we already talked about what his punishment's going to be. However, what I'm going to say here: if he loses, Kyle has to drink three raw eggs. We're going to have him do that on camera, yeah. which sounds bad, but personally, because I do it, I eat raw eggs from time to time after workouts. Not bad. I mean, they go right down. Honestly, it's not a big deal. I just don't know how well you could take it. I think that's going to be funny to see somebody else do it. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not. So, what I'll make the deal with you here, if if it's 24-17 Rams, okay, I'll negate your punishment. Oh, okay. 
That's the only way you can win because I want to make it interesting. Are you going to double down that if I'm not correct, you're going to add like an extra egg in there? Yeah, 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 fuck I, it. Let's it's do not it. a bad Why idea. Not? Let's go four eggs. Four we're, eggs. We're going to four raw raw egg omelet for Kyle. Four raw eggs down down the the the, the gullet. I just I want you to have a chance. I don't want you to go into this game knowing there's no hope. I yeah. want you to have something to look forward to. Do I get to like wash it down afterwards with something, or I have to like let it just marinate? Uh, in my I, mouth? Honestly, I usually yeah. just I suck them down and keep moving. Yeah, I've heard you suck protein in your mouth a lot. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, it's disgusting. You're going to throw up. It's going to feel worse than the hot sauce. i got to start playing this up a little bit. <laughs> I, I love that my wife just got involved, finally. One comment of the night is, Justin, I'm disappointed in that challenge. It's not hard enough. Shut up. I know. I'm, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I mean, at Kyle's age, he loses so much. I, I, I'm running out of ideas, honestly, because he loses so often. Well, the first challenge you had was what? The uh, the ice challenge, right? You lost that, that one. You had to lay in an ice too. bath. That sucked, yep. too. And then the, I forgot about that one. That, and then the Again, hot sauce. You just, he loses so often, I can't keep up with it all. So here's the thing. We'll, we'll continue to do these bets throughout as we're doing the show, challenges, and we'll, we'll make them even more competitive, like short-term ones, so we can get the, the punishments more on, yeah, on, on of live. of course. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll start throwing ideas out to everyone in the audience, too, to let us know what a good challenge is um, and chime in with maybe we'll put a uh, put five things out and they can vote on it, whatever they want to do, and we'll, we'll, whoever the loser is has to take it. I like it. So. All right, so we're nearing the end of the show here, and a new segment we're going to introduce here is called Just the Tip. This is where... I love all the dick puns. It's I, so I love it. That's literally everything I think about has to be some sort of weird sexual dick pun. And with this one, this is all three of us, Tim, Kyle, myself. We each give our quote-unquote tip. It could be a recommendation for something. It could be you promoting something you want to promote. Whatever whatever you want. The floor is yours. Just a tip. That's going, to how we, that's going to be how we end the show. So without further ado, here's Tim Buck, too, with his tip of the week. So being uh, the brown person here, I got the brown tip. <laughs> <laughs> Take um, note, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I do Black History Month. Uh, I do a Black History Month uh, fact on my social media. So if you follow me at TimBuck2 underscore 31, you will see my tips. Uh, uh, yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that an only OnlyFans tip? It is, is uh, OnlyFans okay. tips. <laughs> um, and a couple days ago, I did May May uh, uh, Johnson, which is uh, Peanut. She was one of three uh, people, one of three women that played in the Negro League. Um, and today's tip, I'm actually going to be talking about one of the other people that's in that were in the league, one of the other women, uh, Tony Stone. Um, she was actually more considered um, the first lady of um, the first woman of the Negro League. Um, she she also played on the Indianapolis Clowns with uh, May May Johnson. Um I'm, I'm saying her name incorrectly, but <laughs> but uh, of course the tip is to give you the opportunity to go look her up and look up uh, the history. She played second base. Uh, she was amazing. Um, she, her, and uh, Peanut were one of the reasons that they, they actually saved the team sales. They weren't doing as well, but once they got in, people were buying tickets just to see them. No kidding. So, well, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, so I didn't know that's honestly that's something I, I just learned something new today. Oh wow. <laughs> well yeah, um if you get the chance, look her up, get some more details on her. Um, you know, it's definitely amazing to see uh what they did and you know, being able to pioneer um even a, a, a women's league, you know. So that's amazing. That's awesome. That's I appreciate tip, that. That's a good tip. Yeah. Next up, Kyle. I got I got a a, a tip and a half, is what she said. Um, <laughs> it's not what your wife says. She said you have a half a tip. 
<laughs> Damn it, Jess! Stop mentioning. <laughs> stop commenting on this. I'm just kidding. Um, real quick, I got to. I got to do a shoot. A uh, 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 call out to our, our first place bowling team that has Chipper, who is a fan of the show. The Shootas. We bowl every Thursday night. We are first place currently in North Olmsted's bowling league, so I got to call it out. Just had to. Sorry. Uh, but my tip of the week is um, it's a TV show. It's on Netflix. It's uh, anybody can go in. And turn it on and watch. It's I think seven episodes, eight episodes. Um, but basically, the the, the province of the sh the province the premise premise of the show is that it's it's kind of um, scripted out. Uh, parts of it scripted out. Um, but the they have a special guest every episode, a new guest every episode that comes in that has no idea what's going to be said. They have it has no idea what the what what they're they're going to ab lib, what they're going to do, what they're going to say, and it's a back and forth between Will Arnett and this special guest. They go through a murder scene. Someone gets killed. They have these clues. They have to figure out who it is. And at the end of the show, the special the special guest has to figure out who did it. Um, and so it's it's hilarious. I've Every episode I've seen, I've been dying laughing. My wife and I have been dying laughing at it. You said you and your wife were laughing at it. It's just hilarious. It's very good. So I suggest it. Take it, it you can probably binge watch it in a night if you had to or a day yeah, or a weekend. Yeah, 25-minute episodes. Yeah, it's pretty quick, but it's hilarious. It's worth the time. I, I highly suggest you do it. Awesome. And that leads it to me. I saw a movie uh, a little over a week ago. I had a little sneak preview of it. Classic childhood jackass. Who Jackass does, Forever. I literally, I loved it. I grew up watching it on MTV. So when I got an advanced screening op opportunity to go see it last week, I jumped on it, and it lives up to the hype. It was worth the 10-year wait. You jumped on your tip? I jumped right on that tip. I, 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 <laughs> such a good movie. Brings back such good childhood memories. You get to see the, the old gang. They're, they're kind of bringing up the younger generation of Jackass people. Yeah. And it looks like it can keep going if they want it. With the younger people, obviously it wouldn't be the same without the original cast, but... This was as good as it gets. I mean, you had everybody, minus Bam, minus Ryan Dunn, of course, for obvious reasons. Other than that, it was awesome. Exactly. R.I.P. Dunn, another Ohio native. Mm -hmm. And uh, so go see Jackass Forever. It was number one in the box office over the weekend. So I was going to ask, well worth were, it. were the stunts, I mean, were they hilarious? I mean, were they over the top? I mean, were they great? I mean, were they just as good as the, the They were beyond one? over the top, and they were showing things that I never thought you would see on a big screen. Really? That's all I can say. I don't want to spoil anything, well, well, but they're... My wife and I were going on Monday to watch it. That's our, okay. valen our Valentine's Day date, where we both took off of work that day. We're going to go up and watch uh, Jackass and kind of enjoy the day. Well, so you're going to take this tip on Valentine's Day? Absolutely. Right. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> if, she's in, if she's into some weird shit, then uh, you might be getting late on Monday night, because that movie <laughs> might turn her on. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Now, the other thing we're going to end the show with, um, the new segment that I've decided to introduce. Just throwing it out there. Is I'm going to do a quote from a movie, a show, whatever. It could be anything. It's up to you to look it up if you want. Find out what that show is. When we start the next episode in two weeks, we'll be back here live in two weeks. It'll be the, uh, what is it, the 23rd? Yeah. Yeah, the 23rd, we'll be back here live. And to start the show, I'll tell you what that, what that uh, quote was from. But, again, it's on you to look it up for the next two weeks. You have two weeks to do it. Check it out. Watch whatever. And uh, we should actually give people a chance at the beginning of the show to see if they know what it is before we, we tell them what it is. That's true. Well, I mean, they could email in or something That's or true. write That's in, true. whatever. They're, they have ways to talk to us. So this is the end of our show. And on behalf of talking about balls, I don't want any questions about the tables. That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs>